1: and the host of this show. Our very special guest, Kelly Galindo, is an American actress, director, and producer. Her work has spanned decades in television, theater, and film. She has just completed post-production for her first dictatorial feature documentary, 26 Seconds, which is based on the horrific sex trade. The documentary is driven by her passion for giving a voice to the victimized children. For the past four years, she has produced and directed 26 Seconds. Her mission of exposing these atrocities has taken her around the world. Kelly highlights the nonprofit organizations that have actively stepped forward to do something about it. In addition, Kelly balances her directing and acting careers while passing her craft on to future generations of students as a professor at Dodge College of Film and Media Arts of Chapman University. She has also taught at UCLA's School of Theater, Film and Television and at Orange County School of the Arts. Kelly is also a proud lifetime member of the Actors Studio. And, Carol, Kelly is sponsored by From the Heart, and she won the Roy W. Dean Film Grant.
0: Yes, Claire, I'm very happy to say that Kelly is a brilliant filmmaker. We're so lucky to have you with us today, Kelly.
2: Oh, thank you, Carol. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Good. We have a lot to cover. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to know more about how you sold your documentary with a wonderful non-restrictive contract, FHTV, uh, because this opens the doors for a lot of documentary filmmakers. We want to learn how you protected yourself while you were shooting in Iraq during the war, how you created short films from your footage, and these films have won awards and helped you raise money. So let's start with why and how you got to Afghanistan, to Iraq.
2: Yes, um, I started actually, the bio that you guys have is, um, I haven't updated it. So it said for the past four years, but it's actually been, I started this project in 2016. So it's all 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20 holy moly, seven years. Um, <laughs> I remember one of my students telling me, oh, you'll be on this project about 10 years. I said, no. And uh, he was so um, accurate. <laughs> um, yes. So, But I also had big, I mean, you know, I filmed in nine countries. So filming took quite a while. So filming was between 2016 and 2018 because I would go to the – I would film locally, you know when I was here, obviously, like in Los Angeles and Orange County and San Diego and las Vegas, and you know so locally um, you know I would film on the weekends, but when I would go out of the country, I would only go in the summer or the winter interterm when i wasn't teaching, so it took about two years uh, we ra- we started in, in uh, July two thousand and sixteen in Cambodia and Thailand, and that's the we came home and I edited the short, and that was the film that I submitted to the Roy Dean grant that, that which won, and it won 20 other awards for film festivals so it did really well and then but when I was there and this is getting to your question of how did I end up in Iraq when I was in Cambodia and Thailand because my original goal was to shoot a documentary on sex tourism in Thailand because I had seen this episode on Dateline um that just was uh, shocking and uh horrific and disgusting basically um you know westerners uh, australians europeans and americans that go to thailand are basically um it's it's like it's known it's they're giving them a green light but for pedophiles to go to thailand and rape children basically and what's really strange is that when you're there in thailand it's actually illegal it's illegal prostitution but Yet there's this, you know, the the a lot of the police there are corrupt, like in most third countries, and they turn a blind eye. They're either being paid off or they're actually customers themselves. But there's this, even though it's illegal in Thailand, there's this huge building. It's like five stories high. It's called the Nana Plaza in Bangkok, and it's lit up neon like like Vegas on steroids. Like it's lit up, and each floor, it's it's really it's heartbreaking. Each floor, it's like shopping. You know, there's little boys, little girls, uh, transgenders, uh, you know, whatever they want they can get, pedophiles and, and, and men. And, and not just men, women. When I was there shooting undercover, I remember them, I mean, I look like a housewife, and they're like, come on in, come on in. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, are there women that come here? Like, oh, my God. So oh, long story no. short, oh, yes, it's horrific what i found out along the way you know cuz obviously i've been on this journey a long time so i'm the research has been done by actually doing and i want to encourage filmmakers you know sometimes you just have to take that step and the rest will unfold especially in documentary filmmaking you know you're researching as you go but i also found out which broke my heart that a lot of in third world countries a lot of these really poor countries like cambodia and india and um, you know the parents will sell their own children because of poverty, and and they're, they're yeah. So it's it's like and there's a lot of madams in third world countries. You know, women rather than we think of traffickers as males, they're not. They're it's both, and it, it's really heartbreaking because it comes down to uh, Carol. It's all about money, and it, it, what we should be really working on in other countries, is to help them be able to uh, provide for themselves in other ways so they don't sell their children. It's, it's right. just horrific. So anyways, but back to your question is how did I get to Iraq? So uh, again, originally I was going to just do a short, but when I was there, the the organization that I was with, they're called Destiny Rescue, they were also in Laos, Philippines, Dominican Republic, India, Nepal, and I was like it was like a revelation to me, like, oh, my God, this is global. Like, whoa. So when I was there, I decided that I was going to do a project globally, you know. Didn't know how that mm-hmm. was going to work out. And, again, I encourage your filmmakers, you know, just take the first step. And, you know, if you're, if you're um, dedicated and committed and passionate about a project and it's of, of light, the doors will open. God will open those doors. That he did for me because I had no idea. Um, now it helped that my first um, organization that I partnered with Destiny Rescue, um, they were in another country, so I already knew that I was going to go to India with them. But they also, because it, for them it's a small world, they all know each other, even internationally. So they would, each organization I worked with, they would introduce me to the next and the next and the next. So that's how wow, all how of the doors opened. It's yeah, because I really realized my commitment to exposing the truth, but more importantly to, because um, my project is also, it's not only about the survivor stories, which is the most important, but it's also about the nonprofit organizations and that are doing something about it, that, that, are, that are actually in the trenches doing the work in rescue, restoration, or reintegration. So um, my project, I, I partner with nonprofit Christian organizations. So because of them, um, you know they 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 probably through prayer but also through just their intuition they saw my um uh commitment and sincerity and so yeah they would introduce me to others but how i rat came about is after filming in cambodia and thailand i came back to because i was now like in it i was like oh my gosh because <laughs> so at first i just thought i was going to do a short which i did and it did well but then i was committed to um um, filming globally, so when I came home, I I joined my um, it was Saddleback Church uh, their human trafficking ministry. Most churches have a, a human trafficking ministry now, and um, and I met Pastor Kevin Brown. Pastor Kevin Brown uh, used to be a police officer for thirty years, but he but he became a pastor when he uh, retired, and he uh, has two organizations. One called Side by Side Church, which he Um, has, um, he trains, it's called the exit training, but he trains people to rescue um, survivors from the sex trade in Santa Ana, California, like right here in Orange County. And so what he did is he created um, um, a model and and it's called Side by Side Church because he brought lots of churches to be able to come there on Friday, Saturday nights to rescue um, girls from the sex trade. And so that, that way it, it's a organization that that can a model that can keep going, you know, because it's it's tiring. This is a lot of work. You can't you have to take breaks sometimes. But if there's a lot of churches involved, then it then there's always churches out there, and he trains them. And because he has a milit excuse me not military uh, the police background, he, he's he's uh, very um, cognizant and strict about protocol and safety, which is great. So he does a training. So anyways, when he was at, when I was at this meeting, though, at Saddleback Church, I heard him talking about he was also rescuing survivors from the sex trade in, in Iraq. And this is, it was in 2017. So uh, Mosul mm-hmm. hadn't been liberated yet. Um, ISIS was still there. But I went up to him after the meeting. I told him what I, you know, had done and filmed with Destiny Rescue in Cambodia and Thailand. And I said, uh, uh, I want to go with you to Iraq. And so that's where it began. And I don't know if you've seen the feature yet that's on Epic TV, 26 Seconds, ISIS Sex Lives, but Pastor Kevin Brown is in it throughout. You know, he was our, you know, he he was how I, I, I went there. And he's the one that had the relationships with Kahil and Amina who were Yazidis. Kahil was an attorney and um, uh, Amina was um, uh, a member of the Iraqi parliament. And both of them because a lot of their own family members were abducted by ISIS and killed by ISIS, they quit their jobs and they created an underground rescue mission. So Pastor Kevin had a relationship with these two. So when I went to Iraq, um, uh, the girls they had rescued, uh, Kahil and Amina, those are the girls that I interviewed. I interviewed five five people. Only three made made the film, but I interviewed five people.
0: This is incredible. And uh, were you uh, able to um, do it without a lot of problems? I mean, they they had been rescued, so they were safe, and you could do it in a, a convenient, comfortable setting?
2: Well, yes. I mean, no matter what, there was always risk, of course. Like Pastor Kevin, before I went, said, you know, you can't have computers. and you know, <clears throat> So we... You know, you always need your computers to download your footage, right? And um, uh-huh. so we took a Sony A7 so that it looked like we were taking stills, just in case, uh-huh. You because know, it's also uh-huh. you can take stills on it. And um, and we, we just had our footage on SD cards. So in case there was ever a problem, the SD card could be handed to someone easily to be taken back to the States. So that's a dangerous way to film. You know what I mean. You always want to download your footage. You know the night, and, and we didn't. Everything was on SD cards. You know, wow. could view it till I got home to the states. I did view well, it. Like a ship. we stopped in Turkey on the way home, and I, you know, of course I downloaded it there and I looked at some of it there, in our, um, you know, in our while well, we were waiting to to, to board. But it, you know, that's a dangerous way to film. But it, but we had to film that way. Otherwise, we would have been possibly in danger right so because um, if you
0: had a computer they might think you had money or what what's the problem
2: no they they would know you're filming a movie and they would shoot you and kill you (laughs) you know so (laughs) we try to just do it it, 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 as minimal as possible you know what i mean so um you know i didn't have a boom mic you know what i mean like it was i mean we had um a love you know to and once i was uh when we arrived in Iraq, um, uh, they had a, a, a fixer come and pick us up. The fixer kind of like handles everything. And so, and they took us to um, Kurdistan. And Kurdistan is actually, it's, it, it was surreal being there. It, it's the most beautiful um, place and people I've ever met. But they were walking around like nothing. They were only 20 miles from Mosul. And the reason is because the Kurdish army is so strong, but also logistically where they're located, there's a big mountain behind them. So ISIS never came into Kurdistan. They knew they'd get killed. The the Kurdish army is so strong, and there was only one way in and one way out. Like, they'd get killed. So they never bothered Kurdistan. So the people there were walking around like nothing. Like, I I was in shock. And it was only 20 (laughs) miles from Mosul, where ISIS was. So anyhow, the, the girls that were rescued, they brought... They put me in a hotel, a nice, big, beautiful suite, because I was there for five days. They wouldn't let me leave. I was I go, I've got to get B-footage. You've got to let me go. And so um, anyways, but I was there for five days, and they were bringing um, people to interview there so that I was safe. And um, uh-huh. and so that's that's where we were. But at some point, I said, I have to get B-footage. And so that was a big um uh, you know the the commander of the Kurdish army said absolutely not and da da da. I said I have to, so he finally um, <laughs> so he finally sent and there were three little girls, eighteen, twenty, and twenty one. And so when they arrived, I was like, because I was thinking they were sending you know <laughs> men. And so I I said, could you call the commander back? And so I why did you send little girls? And he said, tell Kelly that ISIS will run if they see these girls because they don't want to be killed by a woman. And I said, well, tell the commander, then why isn't the whole army women? let's get this war over. Why isn't the whole army female? Exactly.
0: It's amazing what you have to learn to make a film. You know, you have to learn everything, all the again social implications that go with it, and understanding all of these different uh, organizations, people, and religions.
2: Amazing. You've got it all. Absolutely. And I and again, I, I can't stress it enough how induct... I mean, but, but I had made this decision. For, you know, when I started, you know, it was like I, I was partnering with God, and I said, okay, I'm going to do this in faith, I know this breaks your heart, and open the doors you want to open and close the doors you want to close and and I stuck with that every step of the way, and so I can't stress enough to your viewers I can't stress enough to the viewers that take that first step and i and 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 the and if it God, the universe, whoever will um, m- more than meet you halfway like I didn't have. Um, intentions to interview the commander of the Kurdish Army. That just happened. The fixer knew him. On the way, because we arrived in Erbil, and it was like a four-hour drive to Kurdistan, and on the way, he goes, oh, he goes, do you want to interview the commander of the Kurdish Army? He's in a little village right now on the way, and I go, yes, and he threw out my film, and he was amazing. Oh, <laughs> well, how
0: Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, tell, tell me about the, uh, the women. Uh, they sent you three women, and they had all been captured and sex
2: trafficked? No, no, no. These were women in the Kurdish Army. Oh, oh you yeah, mean Kurdish survivors. That he sent me. okay. Oh, the survivors. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The survivors were all, all have different stories. One was a seven-year-old little girl, but when she was captured, she was five. All of her family was killed. There was one uh, that was um, 16 when she was captured, but she was 18 when I interviewed her. Um, there was a 21-year-old uh, that I interviewed, but, of course, she was, like, 19 when she was captured, and she was captured four days after she had a baby. Um, oh, my and then God. There was, and those are the three that are in my film. and um, And then there were two older women, and their stories were horrific. But I just, you know, my project is on really uh, on child sex trafficking so that's why i chose those those three but um the other women's stories were just as horrific there was one woman she was probably 40 and at the time i was i think 52 and she probably looked 20 years older than me from going through this experience she was 40 she was not well like mentally she was not recovered at all nor i don't think any woman could be she had 12 children all of them were captured The boys were made into ISIS fighters. The girls were made into sex slaves. She had one child that was handicapped, and this is in my film. I I shared it in the film, the story. But she had one child that was handicapped, and and it was almost like Sophie's Choice. She was begging ISIS, please take any of my children, but this one, because he won't survive. And they they hit her in the head and took him, and of course, I'm sure they disposed of him. I mean, he was completely handicapped in a wheelchair. And, and mentally um, yeah. challenged. So they're, they can't right. use them for anything, right? So, I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. anyways, the entire interview she was rocking. Like, it was just horrific. That, I have to say, that was the one interview that I, that I cried in. And I'm pretty stoic in my interviews. Um, and that was the one I did. I mean, it was horrific. My goodness. So um, how did they
0: get to, how did they find the children or they are they just grab them
2: on the street or do they
0: oh no, identify them?
2: they went into villages and, and it was genocide they kill all first of all they they make the men dig tunnels so that they can get under tunnels so when the airstrike came they wouldn't get killed and then after they dug all the tunnels made them dug all the tunnels and they shot them all and killed them all the men the little boys they Took to make to train into ISIS um, soldiers, and the girls, the young girls, they took for sex slaves, and then they would trade them amongst each other, you know. And and then the um, the older women they made into um, um, labor slaves. You know, they would take them to their wives and make them do all the hard work. And oftentimes they were raped too. But the older women, women they made into labor slaves, and the young girls, into sex slaves, and the little boys into ISIS soldiers. It was, I mean, it's. You know what's interesting, Carol, because I, you know, and, and horrific, <clears throat> is that what happened in Iraq and Syria by ISIS, then again, was about to happen from the debacle that happened in Afghanistan, pulling out too early and leaving those people and women and children will begin, become um, sex slaves, for sure, and and labor slaves. And that's in the movie. Wow. But I didn't know, and the film got released uh, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and now here we are, how many years later, five years later, and now what Hamas did in Israel is the same what ISIS did in Iraq and Syria. And it's like, and it's what my film's about. I didn't know yet Hamas was about to happen in Israel, but I did share at the end of the film about what happened in Afghanistan. And what, what the point I was making in the film is we've learned nothing. We learned nothing of the war in Iraq and Syria because now it's going to happen in Afghanistan. And here we are now again. My heavens. It's the same thing you found, right? Oh, well, Hamas is ISIS. It's another form of it, just like um, in Afghanistan it's in Taliban. But it's all the same thing. They're they're terrorists. They're extremists. That's what I loved about the commander's interview. He was so eloquent, and I, I hope you get a chance to see it because he's just so eloquent and intelligent. And um, and he shared that that he goes, we we. I, I mean, I do have to stand. They're very. Um, uh, you know, there's democracy there, you know, much more than any of the other uh, Middle Eastern countries. But that's why they don't like the Kurdish people, actually, in Kurdistan. But in Kurdistan, they very much have democracy. So the commander had, and I loved it, and I kept it in the film, of course, but he was saying, we love Christians. We love Yazidis. We, we, we live, um, we've, al- we've always lived together. He goes, the ISIS is, is They're terrorists, they're extremists, and and people need to know the difference, you know, between not every Muslim is a terrorist, you know, not, you you know what I mean? Like, and he was very eloquent and very clear about that, and I'm so happy I have that in my film, because terrorist is a whole other thing, just like with Hamas. That's not all the people from Gaza. That's Hamas. They're terrorists.
0: Yes, it doesn't represent the uh, Palestinians, you're saying. no.
2: No, <laughs> and people, and I mean, they they even abuse their own people. You know what I mean? They're terrorists. Yes. So, so I was really happy. I got. I mean, it was really a blessing. It was God, and that uh, I have the commander's interview in in, in the film, and um, it added so much to it. <clears throat> and it wasn't planned. So, uh, you know, I just want your filmmakers to know: just be open. You know. You have to be in the moment. You see the moment, and I mean that's documentary filmmaking. Exactly,
0: right. <clears throat> so you you could you had to be very careful with your camera, the pictures you took, and it had to look all like stills.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Because you were being watched constantly. Mm-hmm. You
2: think? hmm I did that too, and not all throughout Thailand, but on in. The Nana Plaza in the red light district. I they even came up to me. Ah, are you filming? And I go no no no. And, I, and you can show them.
1: No, they're still. Look.
2: Well, don't do that. Da, 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 da. So I did that also. Like you know because they don't want people to see what's happening in the red light districts and in Nana Plaza. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Goodness. And then I also shot okay. undercover. I, I you know with my cell phone. I did that too. But but sometimes I wanted footage with the nice camera with the sony a7 not just my cell phone well how did you do that tell us oh there's an app it's so easy there's an app where um you you flip it on and and it's like you're talking on the phone but it's filming yeah you you're talking on the phone but you're filming Oh great! And
0: you got some good footage with that? Oh, mate. You, you've seen, uh, you know, all
2: the let's yes. see, w- w- uh, you've seen a lot of my footage where it's um, right. Anytime it's like in a red light district or or even here in the U. S. They're on the streets. That's all cell phone footage, and it looks great. Oh my! But that was all. Yeah.
0: I would never have known. That's marvelous.
2: Well, I know. Um, I was even shocked because when I, we did our screening for the feature, 26 Seconds Isis Sex Life, you know, it was on a huge screen when we did our screening, right? So I thought, oh, you're probably going to be able to tell. You couldn't at all. It was <sighs> just as clear as the Sony <laughs>
0: That is quite a testament to that phone, isn't it?
2: Great. Yeah. Well, phones do have great cameras now. <laughs>
0: Not yeah. kidding. Well, tell me, let's get into the United States. That's what's shocking me, is to hear yeah. you say that it's happening right here in our own home.
2: In our own backyards, absolutely. Um, uh, and people don't realize that. You know, they, they think, oh, yeah, it's in third world countries, but not here. Oh, my God, it's three miles from Chapman University. This beautiful, Chapman is in the city of Orange, the most safe city in Orange County and three miles away, there's human, you know, sex trafficking going on in Harbor Boulevard in Santa Ana, Garden Grove, and, and Anaheim near Disneyland. The whole Harbor Boulevard. Um, and, and it's not just on street. In fact, in fact, and this is uh, something that um, is hard to wrap around, but the internet now, the, the, the traffickers sell girls on the internet, and we don't even know what those numbers are. Like the, the title of my film, um, Carol, is 26 seconds, Every, and, and, and it's a statistic. Every 26 seconds, a child is trafficked globally. Not a woman, a child, and not just in the United States, but globally. That's that statistic. Okay, we, those aren't the numbers online. Oh, my gosh. No one knows those numbers. Pretty well, how horrific. did they get
0: away with it? How is it
2: uh, camouflage? They, well, there's, there's like these sites, all different ways, right? There's, first of all, there's the dark web, which is really horrific. That's when they're selling children and, I mean, like uh, babies, like crazy crap. Um, crazy crap. Um, you know, organ donor, yeah, not donors, but they, they, they'll kill a child for organs and sell the organs. Um, I mean, this is crazy crap. But but on the normal website, you know, there's like these web. I don't know. They're called like Sugar Daddy .com and I don't know all these different websites where they pretend that they're like Match .com, but they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's selling, and then they'll say they have code words. Um, yeah, you know, I I don't know what they are. Um, I try not to get on these sites because I don't want it on my computer or my or on my right. phone. You know um but um uh but oh yeah it's happening and where i finally learned that which uh, this was also a blessing when i filmed at the super bowl in minneapolis when i arrived um this was 2017 or 18 I, um anyways when i arrived there was all snow and what i knew about Olympic events and, and Super Bowls is that traffickers bring girls in by the busloads. And it's, and it's the party prior to the event, like five days prior to the event. You know, there's all these, you know, they're selling girls to, to, to men that are there to be at the Super Bowl, which is horrific. Yes. You know, men that are engaged or married are saying, bye, honey, I'm going to the Super Bowl. And then you know, and they're, and they're with these young girls, you know, that are girls, 12, 13, 14, 15. And, you know, they're not women. So uh, wow. anyway, so I was expecting, so I took two cinnies, you know, thinking like, oh, we've got to cover a lot of grass. And when I got there, it was all snow, so there was nothing on the ground. So I called my friend Annie Lobert, who um, she has an organization called Hookers for Jesus in Las Vegas. She's in my um, project. She's amazing. She, she now rescues girls and she restores them. She has a restoration home in Las Vegas. Long story short, she happened to be there because a lot of, um, organizations go to the Super Bowl to do outreach to try to, you know, educate people, create awareness, but also go to the girls and say, do you want to get out, right? So there there were lots of organizations there. So I knew Annie was there, so I called her up and I go, Annie, what am I going to do? I've got two camera guys here and there's nothing on this. And she goes, girl, don't worry. She goes, we're doing a, um, a, a, human, um, out, a human trafficking outreach, Come to this. You can interview this. There are survivors here. You can interview them. She goes, and then we go out to the strip clubs. You can get undercover footage there. And um, and also there's an outreach through th- th- this human trafficking um, um, outreach that we're doing. There's a, uh, we're having people uh, go online to, um, to, you know, where they're selling girls online to see if they want to get out. So this was the first, first of all, again, this is God. Like, I, I mean, I had a whole plan of filming. I had to throw that out the window and ha- be in the moment and <laughs> go, go <laughs> take take a right turn, right? The fork in the road. So, and thank right. God for Annie. She saved my shoot. So anyhow, so uh but they were having a huge outreach of people at this ministry where they were going on to these websites and reaching out to the girls and asking them if they wanted to get out. They were also re- reaching out to the men and saying, do you realize that these are young girls? Da, da, da. It was this, so I got to film that. So it was the first time, because every country that I went to, you know, third world countries, it was always red light districts. It, you know, it was, but, but really, 95% now is online. So I was so happy to get that. And that's in my uh, video that I did on my YouTube, you know, for the Super Bowl. So it shows that right. outreach, um, how it's happening online. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. And th- this is in America, and it's all over the United States, right?
2: It, it, Carol, it's in every, every city, online and every country. It's everywhere. Every c- country, everywhere? Everywhere. And it's all about somebody making money on the vulnerability of women and children. It's all about making money. Um, the cartel, traffickers, I mean, there's all kinds of traffickers, but the traffickers that are in the cartel, they figured out, not just the cartel, even other traffickers, they figured out that it's more, um, they will make more money and it's less, um dangerous for them like to be put in jail to traffic women and children than to traffic drugs and and um and guns it's guns and drugs and- they're going to go into prison for a long time for human trafficking <sighs> it is it is hardly a sentence they get That's away with it for long now if it's children yes but if it's women over 18 they'll say oh they're prostitutes and they're not they were taken when they were 12, 13, 14, 15, they've just grown into past 18. And they're completely in need of trauma, therapy, and restoration. And, I mean, these were children. So, yes, no child. somebody gets caught with a child, yes. The, 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 but it, but they get away with it for a long time before they're ever caught. But if, but if they're caught with someone 18 or older, the, it, I mean, our laws need to change. Right.
0: Sounds like that's a, a good mantle for someone to take up to go after that.
2: Well, it's it's it, I guess if enough it's you know, it's it's up to us to vote the right people in. And there and and human sex trafficking has become a lot more um Awareness has been created much more than when I started in 2016. Nobody was talking about it then. Now you hear it on the news all the time. Sound of Freedom came out and did really well. So it's much more talked about. And and because it's talked about on the news, people need to be aware of which politicians are fighting this. And you keep them in office or you vote people in office that are aware of this and want to fight this issue.
0: Right. That's really good advice. Well, what I think is so important is how you started creating these short films from your footage before you had really finished uh, films, or in addition to finishing films, you made the shorts, and you put those out uh, for awards, and the most important thing I found was that they were so informative. They were 10 minutes or thereabouts, but the information contained in there was shocking. It was was like a wake-up call, a 10-minute wake-up call. This this is happening. You have to pay attention, and let's do something about it. So um, two of my favorites was uh, one, the uh, one where the – airline stewardess taught oh, airline in the
2: house yeah. <laughs> trafficking in the air how to, to look for
0: children being trafficked? Tell us about that one
2: that's an amazing organization that woman um i'm forgetting her name right now oh i can't believe i I, <laughs> I have like thousands of people um, uh, i can't believe her forgot her name <laughs> anyway uh, she is uh, uh the founder of airline Ambassadors. she used to be a flight attendant um, she created uh Um, airline ambassadors to educate other flight attendants because they're the ones that are closest to um, when they're, you know, serving people on the airlines. They can see if 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 a child doesn't look like the people they're with or if they look scared or if something looks sketchy. And what's so great about it is that they don't have to do a thing. All they have to do is make a phone call, and when the plane lands, it becomes federal, and then the federal agents come. The most amazing organization so it really did so well let me back up so first of all she first started training flight attendants and then the the, the um you know the people on the ground and then the, the pilots and like the, now the whole aviation is trained in this and to be aware wonderful and so and so now there's way less because they can get caught and, and it's federal but there's not as much trafficking any longer from other countries bringing – I mean, they're they're still human trafficking. It's just that traffickers don't put them on a plane and bring them to the States anymore. Too dangerous. You know what I mean? They'll just traffic them in those those other countries. And then, you know, and the the traffickers here in the U.S., you know, traffic women here. So I don't want to say that the statistic has gone down because it hasn't. But but that has gone down because they know that they can easily – be put away for life because it's federal on a plane. So, and that was due to her organization. It was, it's really an amazing organization. She saved many, many, many children.
0: Oh, that's so good. Uh, well, t- now tell us about the uh, policemen who uh, uh, go out and work on weekends. Christian policemen, and
2: yeah, well, that was Pastor Kevin Brown. He was one of them. Beth you know, Brown, he, he's Brown. a retired police officer. Now he has side by side church. Um, so, Ke- Pastor Kevin Brown, but also um, I partnered with the Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force and Juan, Sergeant Juan Ravelis um is in charge of the human trafficking unit and um and it, it, i have to say orange county and san diego it's really that they, they all work together from the human trafficking task force to the da's to the nonprofit um, organizations like they're all working together they really have it uh, from from A to Z, from beginning and much more about creating awareness, prevention, rescue, restoration, and reintegration. I was really impressed, really impressed with San Diego. They even have a John School, which I have a video on that in, on my YouTube channel. But they have a John School where, again, this is when they're caught with someone 18 or older. If it's younger, it, they're going to prison. But if it's 18 or older, they get... Um, It's kind of like traffic school, right? They'll get a ticket and they have to go to this John School for like, I I can't remember if it's eight weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it was. But what happens is now they have to, um, if they were working nights, now they have to take off that night because they got a report. Otherwise, if they don't complete this course of the John School, then then they are going to jail, right? So... It's it's um, but it educates them because it's taught by survivors that are that are rescued and restored. It's taught so now they have to put a face to it. They have to listen to this person, and they also um, johns that were addicted to pornography and sex, and now um, they've gone through AA and they're healed, and they they speak at the John School, and then police officers speak so that they know the consequences that can happen, and. So the, the recidivism rate is really high. Like a lot of them, because a lot of Johns, they're just stupid guys that, you know what I mean? They don't really realize what it's doing. And so a lot of them, when they go through this, it changes them and for the better. So I am hoping that a John school is implemented in every city and every state throughout the United States. There should be. Yes. So anyhow, I, of I was really in of San Diego.
0: That's really, that's so exciting. Wow. Now, so um, you entered these and you won awards. Tell us which type of festivals well, did you go I to? the one I won
2: the most awards on was the documentary short, um, which I won the Roy Dean Grant for too, but, but that sex tourism in Thailand and Cambodia. That was the one I won like 20 awards. Um, but I did enter... Um, I have one called Traffic Transgenders, you know, there, there, there's, because it deals with the vulnerability of not having citizenship. And so these transgenders, because um, when I interviewed them, they're like in their 40s and 50s, but they left Mexico like when they were like 20, right? And it was a much different world. And they're from these little towns in Mexico that, that was not accepted 30 years ago at all. So they had to leave. So they were in San Diego, but there was no way for them to make money. And so what I found, there were some of my favorite interviews. Actually, these, these um, women were because they're on the other side too. They, they were they were healed now. You know, they were women. You know, not little girls that are still in trauma. You know, um, but they were some of my favorite interviews. And but what I but what was fascinating and shocking to me is that. How many, because these are straight, supposedly straight men that only want transgenders. I mean, these are men that are married, but they want transgenders to buy transgenders. So that means they're not really straight. They want both. They want them to look like a woman, but they want a penis. So oh, how it's pretty shocking. It's pretty shocking. And these are like men that are married, and then they go out and buy. And what these transgender survivors told me is, it was policemen. It was um, 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 uh, what are they? You know, the, the men in the army down there in San Diego, lawyers, doctors. They said all kinds of men, and supposedly straight men. This is shocking. Yes, it's very shocking. is. So, the, so I I entered that in in a um, in a short because it was for you, you know for. Transgenders, you know, I forget which one it was called um, I forget the the anyway, um I forget what it was called, but but i but I entered that, but I didn't really enter most of those videos that are on my YouTube channels. I just did them because at the time it was during um the pandemic, so <laughs> life stopped, and you know it stood still for most of us, and um I didn't want to stop with the project, even though i wasn't at. Chapman during that time so I couldn't use the facilities but I thought oh these are just going to be videos for the YouTube channel so they don't have to be you know perfect um but but because I shot with the Sony A7, they look great you've seen them they look really great but but I did them at home and um and so what I decided is that I wanted to create awareness about the issue I I wanted to market 26 seconds well, I was still applying for grants and still trying to raise money, you know, and um, for the for the feature doc as well as, which we'll talk about in a minute, the doc series to follow with the other countries. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I wanted to um, um, create awareness about the issue. I wanted to market 26 seconds, and more importantly, I wanted to highlight which what you talked about with airline ambassadors and some of these organizations. I wanted to highlight the nonprofit organizations that wouldn't necessarily fit in my film. (laughs) Because when I started this, I was going to put all the countries in a feature film, which means each country, you know, if you have seven countries, each country is only going to get 15 minutes. So when I started editing the feature, I started with Iraq, and when I, and I was like, oh, dear, I I can't do 15 minutes on Iraq. So I decided, okay, the features, yeah, because it's a it's a, because it's specific, it's a story in itself, you know, even though these girls were trafficked amongst ISIS, it it was still a whole bigger thing, you know, genocide, uh, political, you know, it was a whole thing. So I decided the feature would just be Iraq, so I titled it 26 Seconds ISIS Sex Rate. And then I thought I will follow, and this is what I told you earlier, what I'm trying to work on, I'm... um, have an executive producer that is trying to raise funding to complete post-production for a doc series, and then she'll pitch it to the network. So our plan is to, um, to do a doc series on the rest of the country. So maybe yes. each, each country would be, I don't know, 30, 50 minutes, you know, which is basically, I mean, my feature, for 26 Seconds I Sex Lays is 50 minutes. So it's the same but 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 it becomes a doc series, and more importantly, we're really trying. Um, and I'm and I'm still very blessed. I raised a lot of money, and, and on your platforms, Carol, and, um, and through you know to to finish all the little shorts I did on my YouTube channel to do, um, uh, um, you know the the feature docs. So I I did raise funding, but I but I also <laughs> it's a lot of work. I also would. Uh, prefer if if we find um, investors or um, an executive or producer so that I can do the rest of the doc series and not have to be working both ends of the candle. Because when I'm editing and doing production and trying to raise money, it's a lot. It's a lot. And
0: it's different sides of your brain, too, that you're working mm-hmm. with. You. And when you get in that editing room, you need nothing else on your mind. No? That's right. Don't worry about a phone call or looking for emails or following up with
2: money. I think that's a totally different energy. That's right. That's right. So it was a lot. Um, but I do want to um, uh, share with your listeners as well, as, and you, you're aware of this. I haven't done it yet, but I am planning to because I believe in it. But I am with um, – Show and Tell, Keith, with Show and Tell. Yeah. And, and right. I have learned from them that when you um, submit to PBS and if they uh, decide to take your film, they don't pay the filmmaker, but it is very reputable, it's nationwide, and you can find underwriters. Underwriters are basically like sponsors and they can donate or sponsor anything they want you know 1000 5000 10000 even 100000 if they wanted and what they get and then you do a commercial for them and you and and you display it in your at the top of your film and at the end of your film on PBS and uh and and a lot of um, Keith, um members have made a lot of money, like 200000 500000 like crazy money that goes directly to the filmmaker through through having their film on PBS. Again, PBS does not pay the filmmaker, but you can find underwriters, which is basically a sponsor. And what they're getting is aligning with your project, if they believe in it, whatever that may be. Because most of Keith's filmmakers are documentary filmmakers, so there's something of... You know, they're either working on mental, uh, film on mental health or, or, like me, sex trafficking. or You know, it, it, it's something that um, uh, companies would align with, right? And yes. so they're not only aligning with a project, and that's why they're sponsoring them, but they're getting airtime nationwide by millions of viewers. So it's commercials, and they know that that's much less money than mainstream um media for for commercials right they they 're paying much less, but they 're still um, their company is being um, seen acknowledged but yes. more importantly aligned with the project that whatever it is so i 'm planning to do right. that because my 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 distribution with epic TV uh, you you know I sent you the contract it was quite um, simple and easy and and it really was pro filmmaker, but it was um, non-exclusive that means i can be on other platforms it was also um i can still submit to film festivals uh and, and the filmmaker owns 100% of their their rights to the film um so i it, i think that you know i don't know yet because it's only been since you know thanksgiving weekend cuz i have a two year agreement with epic so i don't know what the end result is cuz it just started Um, but I do know that it's important to have your film out, especially, I mean, any filmmaker, after they've worked so hard, they want it out. And, you know, people would be able to see it. But what's so great is that it's a non-exclusive agreement. So I can still now submit to PBS or whoever. And, 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 right? Yes, I think it's marvelous. I never read such a
0: simple contract in 30 years of reading contracts. You know, we get them from 2 to 20 pages sometimes. And I thought, oh, wow, I can't wait to see what they've got. And they did not hide anything. Everything was so clear and concise, uh, and it was all in your favor. I couldn't believe it. It was wonderful. it's really great.
2: The only so, thing that you don't I'm know how much is that. Some people they don't. I think they don't understand it, but because and it's it's pretty clear. But for some reason, people aren't understanding it. But when you have the Epic TV link, which I provided for you guys to provide to your listeners, okay. but when you go on right. it, it says you can watch the trailer, obviously for free, and then it says uh, streaming on, and you click streaming on, and you can either rent. The film, the documentary, a la carte, meaning you're just running just to see it. Or it pro- it provides like you can become a subs- uh a subscription member to Epic. Uh-huh. So I'm finding uh-huh. that a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't want to become a member of that but they don't have to and it's really clear on there. I don't understand why people are confused. So it's like it's that when you click on that um streaming on, it'll give you the choice. A la carte or, or you know, become a subscription member. Because that's what Ethics TV is wanting too, is for you to become a member and then you ha- you can watch all kinds of content on there, right? Um, yeah, But you don't have to. You don't have to. Um, but because of that, I'm finding that a lot of people are, are you know, I'm including my own friends and family. They're like, yeah, that they, they don't want to become a, a subscription member, but you don't have to. So, I, I'm, so anyways, long story short, um, thank goodness it's non-exclusive, so I can get it on other platforms as well. <laughs> exactly, right,
0: right. Maybe th- what you have to do is explain. Don't uh, worry about becoming a member. You don't have to. You can just see my film in your emails when you're marketing yeah. it. I didn't know yeah. that was happening. But I know yeah. Epic is uh, reaches a lot of people, and I think they're growing all
2: the time. Well, Epic TV is international millions of viewers and it really is you know Keith teaches this and show and tell you've taught this know your target audience for 26 right. seconds ISIS sex slaves because war is political so there's a little bit of politics in this film it's not going to be an all in my docu-series because the other countries it's not but this particular you know ISIS in Iraq you know it was political so, know your target audience. So, for the feature doc, twenty-six seconds, ISIS sex Plays, Epic TV is the right platform for it.
0: Exactly, it, it really
2: is. So, and
0: will they let you see what countries are buying it, or can you get those demographics? I think they'd be oh, good to know. Um,
2: you know what? They they have sent me like a payout, but I don't. That's not on there. But that's a great question. I'll email them, ask them. I'm sure they will. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, if
0: you are you can identify some countries that are buying it more than others, they would be where you want to go for a distributor in those countries using your demographics from Epic, perhaps, to get uh, yeah. an individual distribution in that country.
2: Yeah. Well, one thing I did share with them, I said – you know, we have to seize the moment and uh anytime you because they send out things on Epic Times as well and, and emails for Epic T V and I said anytime you mention this war in um you know, from with Hamas and all of this, you should be having a link to my film because Hamas is ISIS, ISIS. You know what I mean? It's like let's so I'm I, I, I hope they're doing that. But but I said, you know, any time you guys are mentioning, because they're about news at the times, you know, and then and their emails they send out, you know, they send out what's happening in the moment. And I said, Now is yes. the time. Yeah. Yes.
0: To let us understand so. what's going on. That's great. So mm-hmm. right now you're focusing on the multi part documentary.
2: Yes. So right now, this is what I'm going to do. I'm also, I'm going to start submitting the feature doc to film festivals, and I'm also going to uh, submit it to PBS and maybe a few other distribution companies. Okay. So I'm still a little bit working on the, the feature, but um, the woman that I has come on is a possible executive producer. She's going to try to um, find um, investors. And if she does, then she becomes executive producer on the project. And um If that happens, we're planning, because I have a six-month agreement with her. I think it ends in April or May. So she has that time to find the funding. Um, If she does, we're going to start post-production in the summer for the docu-series. Fabulous. For all the other countries. Yes. This will be great. I'm so Yeah, I'm excited about it. So it's kind of nice. It's like I did a short. I did, you know, the videos on YouTube. I did a feature doc. It's on, out on Epic TV, and now I'm going to do a doc series. So it's kind of like, kind of did all the avenues, but but creating awareness because so that's the main thing. So however it gets out there, I mean, I even did um, an animation piece. You know, it's on my YouTube channel, which is great. And I thought, you know that that would reach a different type of um, um, person. You know, Audience. or maybe even younger generation or you know what I mean? So I even did the yes. animation, which I loved it. Um, I had a really talented um, student intern that, that uh, drew the storyboard and, um, and did the animation, and then we put it to a song that I wrote, 26 Seconds, and I think it came out great. But, so, I w- so my whole thing is, I mean, of course, it, 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 number one, it's about creating awareness and giving survivors a voice and highlighting the nonprofit organization that I partnered with, but it's also about, um, I mean, which I haven't done yet, right? I've accomplished a lot and I'm grateful, but the bigger the marketing, the the more success of something, obviously the more ground and audience and people are going to see it. So I haven't yet accomplished that, but I'm hopefully, I mean, I think if it's a docu-series and it's on uh, to networks, I think that that's more obviously mainstream and more people would see it because that's the main yes. goal. And then,
0: yes, and that, that will explode if you get it on just one streaming service. That'll be yeah. wonderful. Yeah. That'd be great. That's a good goal. Well, what you've done is so – heroic and courageous and all of us thank you very much for getting out there and bringing us the information this shocking information Uh, and because once something comes to light then you can really start to heal it like you said the biggest problem are the laws they're so uh
2: laxed
0: in this area that that's where you have to start you've got to change the laws
2: absolutely can't
0: and documentary films can do that. I've seen that happen, mm-hmm. So thank
2: you, thank you so thank much. Thank you, and, Carol. Uh, you, you've also been very supportive through. You know, it's been a long road, and you've been supportive from day one. And you were just excited, you know, with my first little short from, you know, sex tourism in Thailand, Cambodia, as to now. Like you've you've had the same <laughs> enthusiasm and support and passion through throughout this journey. So I thank you.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. I, I really appreciate you and your work. Now, just give us your YouTube channel before you say
2: goodbye. We need that. Well, the it's 26 seconds, um, YouTube channel. But also, if you go to my website, on the home page, you can click on where it says subscribe to YouTube, and it takes you directly to the YouTube channel. Uh, but it is 26 seconds if you want to go directly on YouTube. But my website 26secondsdoc.com. So um, um, 26 and then lowercase seconds, S-E-C-O-N-D-S and then D-O-C for documentary. So 26secondsdoc.com. So if you go to my website, okay. homepage, just subscribe to the YouTube channel. It'll we'll take you there. And um, The feature's not there, of course, but you'll see the short, the documentary short on sex tourism in Thailand Cambodia and then all of the videos that you and I were talking about today, they're under um, the playlist called um, Sex Trafficking in America or Sex Trafficking in the U.S. That's what the tab is called. Okay. Um, and tons of videos there for you to see. And then, of course, go uh, to Epic TV, please, and see the feature.
0: And see the feature.
2: That's the main
0: thing. Go see the feature and help yeah. create the seven-part series coming up. That's what we want, Absolutely. right? Yes. Okay, thank you so much, Kelly and and Claire. Thank you for hosting the show.
1: Yes, as always. Thank and, you, Claire. And Kelly, I have to, oh, you're very welcome. And keep up the great work you're doing, and take good care of yourself. You need to do that with all the work you're doing. Also, I yes. want to say, uh, whenever you do um, uh, for the audience, whenever you guys do, type in twenty six seconds doc dot com. Uh, Be sure and use two six for twenty six, and not type out the words twenty six. Yes, that way you'll get you'll go straight to her. You're very welcome. All right, well, thank you all again, and be well, everyone. Thank Thank you so much, guys.
0: Lots of good luck and lots of love.
2: Happy New Year. (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) Happy New Year. Bye. Bye bye. and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com.